moving forward uh, to the dating aspect of the show, which we all want to talk about. And interracial dating, right? Interracial dating is the first topic, which is which is a, a huge topic amongst people throughout the entire world for maybe as long as we can remember, um, and which I won't give a whole history of it, but um, <laughs> are we going to have a surprise guest phone call or, or, or no? It depends if when y'all going to donate your phone because I have to record it on mine. I'm, I'm going through the topics. Can you get it? <laughs> okay. I, I really am. <laughs> it wasn't about that. So he, he knows. You can, I mean, I just want You want me to call Jazz? Yeah. So right now we're calling uh, Jazz, the owner of the A New You Barbershop and Beauty Salon. <laughs> in, case, in case you hadn't the name known. of A New You Radio. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Actually, you know what's funny? Tony listened to this podcast for weeks. He thought Jazz was some girl named Jasmine. So finally he was like, I want to know who Jazz is. Jazz. <laughs> talk about the topics for interracial dating. <laughs> Free? So you want to talk so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's get it rolling. So and, apparently we'll yeah. gonna call back in ten minutes. Meanwhile, we're gonna get into this to this topic. So we already had this topic planned for our podcast for a little while now. And then today, uh on the shade room. I saw the, uh, I think it was you said it? Yeah, from the, Sin Santana. Sin Santana. Hold, hold on, Mike. You are legendary at stories. You didn't even start at Monday. Monday. Oh. I'm come sorry. on. Yo, you, you, come on. So Monday, well, again, we had this topic. And this is story time with Mike. It's not story time, but this <laughs> is, it's supposed to be story time with Miguel. the name of the segment, by the way. Don't forget about that. But. <laughs> yeah, you started it, bro. <laughs> we got to keep it going, right? So, so, um, so, uh, so we uh, had a topic planned for many, many, uh, for a while already. And apparently it was brought up at the barbershop on Monday during Josh's visit. I happened to be in the area, so I said, let me swing by. I went by, I went by there on Monday night. Oh, he did? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Can you explain that, please, how you were just in the area? <laughs> I had um a letter late night mission LNS. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah? No, I had got off work and um going where? That's the story we're going with. That's, that's <laughs> the true story. That's facts. And uh, uh I was in the area and, and Josh was getting beat up by Jazz, of course, because Jazz was killing him. And I said he needed some backup, so he called me and let me know. Wait, really? <laughs> that's unbeknownst. <laughs> so when I got there, Jazz, you get in smoke too. I know your boy called you. You get in smoke too, or whatever. That's facts. So wait, how so? Huh? Wait, say that again. I said when I got there, Jazz said you can get this smoke too. I know your boy called you. You can get this smoke too. Same smoke I'm giving Josh or whatever about this interracial dating. Yeah, but I told you about your barbershop time. I was being a good friend. I pre- yes, he did. He let me know about my friend not a good shooter though. But we'll get that later. <laughs> but um, so I go in there, and I don't want to really get too deep because Jazz is going to let us know his point when we talk him. But there was some thoughts about the interracial dating, and some thoughts that we we had. Then, like I said today, we got the Sin Santana 
uh, post that John shared. John, why don't you talk about the Sin Santana post and what she said? Also, could you tell me who Sin Santana is, please? Sin Santana is a is a uh, reality TV personality. Ah, that's why I have no idea who she is. She started Makes out sense. on Love and Hip Hop a few years ago. Um, she was uh, dating Erica Mena, who is another reality TV personality. Um, is she married to Jewels or something? No, no. Her her real name is Cynthia Santana. She's a Spanish woman. Her name is Cynthia Santana, but she just that's that's who, who she is. So anyway, she recently had a baby with Joe Button, who you who you do know. It's his ex girlfriend. Great podcast, by the way. Shout out to that. Shout out to Joe Button and his podcast. Uh, she's twenty six. Joe was like forty, whatever he is, something like that. Anyway, oh, so, she's going with Joe Button, right? Yeah. Okay. She's got a baby with Joe Button. Oh, that's her. Yeah. That's it. Now I know who she is. Okay. Now, now that we know who she is, what did she say, John? Uh, so I believe she was on on What's another that? podcast that we spoke about with the infamous um, Angela Yee. <laughs> always calling, always causing drama. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Angela Yee. <laughs> um, basically, her podcast called Lip Service. Once Lip again, service. Let's let's I think right. I think we got that. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, um, I didn't watch the whole clip, but I, basically the clip that's going around, especially on Shade Room and on Instagram, where uh, there was a question asked, and Sin basically goes into a point of where black men are addicted to Latinas, and they would choose them over any other type of woman. And by her saying that it caused an incredible backlash especially within the black community saying how what gives her the right to say that um i feel like there's a punchline to that like she knows from firsthand experience so she said that black women she said what john said of course and also the black men cater to black i mean sorry to uh to latino women spanish women and this was uh wait say that again she said the black men cater to Latina and Spanish women. Okay. She said that um, a couple years ago, like he said, on lip service. Well, today, or maybe what's that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she was on, um, what's the show called? The Real, I guess? The View. Was, she on, was it The View? Oh, no. One of those shows. One of those shows with the panel. With the women and panel. she basically apologized. And basically, she was she basically did like a, a escape out plan in a sense of like backtracking to like, well, you know, I'm sorry. It's just something that I've heard. And I've learned that over the years, and basically put the blame on someone else. And where did she hear it from? Apparently from the horse's elders. mouth. I mean, why are we act the surprise here? <laughs> She's certain. I think uh, one of those situations where she got the backlash and it made her say, like, you know, some makes imaginary person that she heard it from. Right. Mm-hmm. So she can moonwalk out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it's like this. You gotta if you're gonna say certain things, you oh. gotta hold yourself accountable because when the backlash comes, when obviously she even said I'm gonna get backlash for saying this, own up to it. If you're gonna say it, don't get mad or upset when people come and say like, Oh, this isn't right and then go against what you presented. Obviously you feel strongly about it because you said it first. So why not fight for what you believe in? Because apparently it's something that you believe, right? I agree. I mean, if she is a reality TV superstar, Fix surely it. she should be copying the Kardashian method, right? So having something that polarizing is great for business. I, I don't understand why she front for it. Let's go to the meat of what she said, though. <clears throat> that black men um, worship or they cater to Spanish women. Do you... 
or more attracted to even. Do you do you find any 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 truth in that statement? Cater to that might be uh, the wrong word, perhaps. But I mean, I think she's trying to you know insinuate that they prefer Latina. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing that's what she, I'm paraphrasing right. here. Okay, because catering, I would say, if you see how black men treat their mothers, I think there's a lot of congruity with catering to the black woman. So I don't consider that accurate at all from okay. that from someone who's a, a writer again the actual words that she used mm-hmm. so in terms of that now if you want to get into the preference which i think that'll be the meat of this topic the preference it depends on the person's subjective it also depends on what you're subjected to in life someone like jazz right growing up in patterson he only had black people around him mm-hmm. so if you're not you know exposed to different cultures obviously it's less likely that you're going to integrate with them so me personally coming from the Trenton area, but I went to school in Bucks County. So it was all white kids and Jewish kids and whatnot. But then I also went to Petty. So then I had white people who had never seen or went to school with black people either. And you have all those cultures coming together. So unless you have that moment, I feel like people are gonna feel, you know, they're gonna have a certain narrow field of vision about, let's say the, the races intermingling. And this, this, this for her statement about the Spanish race. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like black men? Do you know black men, or do you like black men? Let's let's change it to prefer mm-hmm. Spanish women. Yes. Okay. I do know. Um, I I do know a lot that prefer Spanish women, um, simply because uh, I feel like the stigma of. Latin women being so seductive, uh, taking care of the home, cooking, treating like a king, and then like with this whole uh, agenda with with Brazil, mm-hmm. where there's like a large, not in numbers of black men going to Brazil like for a week or two, and then end up moving there to be with their Brazilian wives because of them being literally being treated like kings. And there's actually a few documentaries, especially I think Vice did one. And there's some personal documentaries of where there's men that are teaching other black men to uh, take a trip, go to these places, um, you'll meet these particular women, and eventually you'll mo- you would want to move and leave your life. Like there's this, I, I can't remember the gent's name, but he basically has a blueprint of where he left his wife to go to Brazil and never look back. Now you're talking. What's the name of that? Um, I can't remember. If you type it on YouTube, it comes up. But there's a there's a there's a def there's definitely a few blogs, and I know I believe Vice did something like did something in that in that element where black men are going down to Brazil to find their queens. I guess. <laughs> I'm um, just some anecdotal. I'm gonna let you continue, but I'm gonna say this some anecdotal evidence that I'm just gonna share with the team as Mike is talking from okay. ladies from Brazil. All right, so I'm gonna just say for me, I kind of agree with. Uh, I'm kind of more on Josh uh, sentiment that uh, it's just um, <laughs> it's more about the preference. Um, now, would you prefer to see her in person, or you know? Of course. I mean, but are you gonna find something like this here? 
Yes, but she's very beautiful as well. Josh showing us some Brazilian pictures. Apparently, that he had saved on his phone already. But um, well, I actually uh, I started swiping in Brazil because oh, okay. I'm planning on going there in the future. So oh, that's, that's smart. That's genius, okay. actually. It's uh, I have a product about it in the future that okay. I'll release with Poetic Charms. It's like a how-to guide, Uh-oh. like how to travel to a place. But I already have things lined up before Wait, you get she there. On the, like y'all, uh, Tinder. Okay. I mean, would you be talking to her like her? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of impressed by that. Well, um, it's a little hard because we're both using the translator because a lot of uh, this disclaimer, not all Brazilians speak English. In no, fact, they don't. Mo- I would say a majority do not. So it's just one of those things. Uh, so I'm using not to speak English. Right. So I'm using things like Duolingo to learn a little bit or okay. Pimsleur. So I would suggest people look into that. But uh, there you go. Shout out to all those different uh, different apps. So yeah. I, again, I think it is a um, it, it's just a preference. I, I have I have black friends who guy friends who just they just like Spanish women. Just it's like how they look. Like you said, maybe the exoticness about them, maybe just the overall look. Not necessarily saying because they're so different than the black woman that they've known their whole life. But I do think like that uh, that's what Sin was also alluding to as well. I think it's funny because I feel like she was very open on lip service. Right. But And then when the backlash came, she retracted everything she said. Right. She retracted. Well, it makes sense because that's exactly Angelie's blueprint, right? <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Back on you, apparently. <laughs> Eric, do you hear this? Because Eric kind of, you know. Was, was, Does he, Eric have a crush on Angelie or something? I, I, not that I know of. But um, he he thought just go back to that. He thought that you know, she said that she was actually flirting, and initially because that's the title. That's what she does. He does on that show, like I said. But um, that's neither here nor there. So back to the interracial dating. So in general, whether it's white, and and I think um, interracial sometimes we get mixed up. We always think we're just talking about white and black. But it's plenty of races out here, you know, in general. But I think that a fair amount of races on the planet have a problem with any intermingling. Right. So how do you feel about intermingling? I guess you're fine with it, right? No matter what. Well, I've experienced it. Yeah, that was the next question. Have you experienced it? So a it? lot of anecdotal experience with that. And again, in, in the institutions I was in growing up, I was usually the minority, literally, because there would be like, 11 other black kids and they were all in different grades so statistically it wasn't really possible however when it was possible i did date black girls matter of fact one of which the mother was a lawyer who actually worked with my dad in the same law firm and that's actually the one who i discovered right why i don't you know go to movies with other girls you know that's why i rather go solo and i'm an only child and intellectual so i'd rather absorb it alone right and then you know okay i was only child for about 17 years but things changed for me but uh (laughs) wow 17 nevertheless um you how do you feel about interracial dating john i see no issue with it have you ever interracially dated? Someone? Yes, of course, <laughs> several times. Um, several times. Now, I mind mean, you, we're talking about dating now, not just like, you know, John finesse and smash and come back. Later. Nah, 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 nah. Like actual dating. No, nah, like, I know this is actual dating. Um, I, I think because I know there's like a very strong agenda, especially with like a uh, Dr. Umar, where yeah. he is very pro-black, 
and he he pushes on the agenda of how society is trying to stray or push away the black union and they're breaking it apart by marriaging inter interrace marriaging and he basically advocates like you need to stick to a black woman a black man and make a create a black family because right now black families are non-existent and black males are going to white women or of other races because um either they don't they're don't have confidence within themselves or they just have a lack of trust within their own color and but with me i have no issue with it i don't really look into color as much i'd look into the personality the conversation the vibe because at least how i was raised i didn't really have like a strong agenda on dating this color or this race um i just really liked what i got from the particular person that's a fair point and i would also add on to that i feel like the majority of the conversation about this is that you know, black men who do this think that black women aren't beautiful. It's just not the case. It's just really life. So to your, as you were talking about in the barbershop on Monday, Mike, if you were to go up to a, a beautiful girl that you saw just because you happen to see her and things happen and if she doesn't happen to be black, you know what I mean? So it's just. Right. So my, my views obviously is I'm okay with interracial dating. Full disclosure, um, my, my my son is mixed you know i've i've had uh um uh interracial you know relationships and and uh of of a long term um oh 25 cent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so my son is mixed and um i was with his mother probably like 4 or 5 years you know at the time and um and how did your mother feel about it so Interestingly, um, so both my brothers, both of their wives are white. Really? Yeah, Eric and Nate. Shouts out. So, um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, so the photo in uh, Nate's picture on Podbean. Yes. Okay, that's his wife. Okay. Yes, that's his wife. So, at the time, um, I think Nate had just got married and i was in his wedding actually and then i met um my son's mother right around that time and whatnot so at the time um interestingly um i thought it would be no no problem within my my family dynamic right because both my brothers and their wives are white and for me i had never actually been with someone outside my race at that point but i said you know what let me, let me see what this is about, you know? My older brothers are doing this. Let's see what this is about. So the funny thing is, though, because I hadn't been, my dad, he made the funniest comments. So I, I tell him, you know, I'm, I'm dating this girl, and, and we're going out, and um, and that was cool. And then I talked to him a few weeks later, and he said, um, yeah, I, I was telling my um, I was telling my, my, my guys at work that you're dating a white girl. She's Italian, or she grew up in an Italian household. So he said, um, and I was surprised because I didn't know you did that. So I said, did that? He was like, yeah, I didn't know you did that kind of stuff. And I was just like, okay. And But long story short, because I hadn't done it before, my brother's a different personality than me, he didn't think that would happen for me you know, mm -hmm. at the time. Um, 
But um, as I said, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it at the time. But I told Josh on Monday, I learned things about myself by dating outside of my race, which is why I have dated outside of my race since I've been with her. And I learned that there's some uh, cultural differences that come into play when you're dating outside your race that for me, um, I'm not okay with certain times. Um, as far as my, you know, my wife, my woman, a person I'm going to be with long-term, I love my sister-in-laws, you know, they're the best and whatnot. And I don't spend enough time with them personally to know what or whatnot may come up. But as far as me personally, I don't want to take a chance with that anymore. And I like the cultural, um, uh, similarities that I, I can get from a woman who's the same race as me, you know, personally. So that's where I'm at with it. I'm not saying I knock it. My friends uh, who listen to this podcast, um, they date or have been with white women for a long time. Jazz. But um, everybody's got a different opinion. And speaking of a different opinion, yeah. we got Jazz on the line. I want to hear his opinion on interracial dating. Okay, so Kaisha, sometimes I said, so Kaisha, I said, hi. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> that's us. I'll tell you. Get on. On iHeart. How pull up on iHeart? Yeah. Hmm? How do I pull up on, uh, on, on the thing? I'm trying to pull up on iHeart. Uh, it's not live. No, it's not live yet. We're recording oh, it now. Live yet. Okay. We're recording so, it So now. what y'all talking about? So what y'all got going on? What y'all talking about? We're talking about uh, is interracial dating. Um, like oh, what? you date white girls. You date white girls, John? <laughs> sound like you date white girls. I've, I've dated some white girls, yes. You sound like yours. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jazz, what up, man? So, yeah, so what you want to know about, um... Your thoughts on it. How you feel about it? My thoughts on it? Yes. Uh, uh, it depends. It depends on the, the situation. For me, personally, I'm good. Why it is that? It depends on the situation. Why? Yes. Um, because of my upbringing. I grew up in an area that I was, uh, you know... They wasn't in. Like, you know, black, black women, and he's seen enough banging black, strong women around, and he didn't have the trust for white girls. That's and, did you, and did you have it? Okay. How about you, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, and did you have it? Mike, your take on that? We're going to hear about that, bro. Let's see Kaisha's take on it. Huh? Kaisha, well, so... Hey, Kaisha. Hi, what? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, so, uh, so, what's your thoughts on the interracial? I guess or dating white girls. I don't mess with no white boys. I ain't never mess with no white boys. I don't even mm-hmm. see a white guy and be like, man, they fine or they can get it. That's not what I do. I check for brothers. When I was single, I checked for brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming from a strong black woman. All right, so so Jazz, I know you, I know how you feel about it, but you were telling us the other day, like why you feel that way about it. So, 
about like if a black guy was with a you know white girl and uh, didn't have a black a black girl first. What were you saying about that? No, I said when I initially see when I initially see a a, a, a black guy with a white woman, I initially see a weak man, right? Now the circumstances could change it. As you know, they was um they went to school with predominantly whites, or they grew up around predominantly whites. That kind of stuff can change it. But initially, to me, I see a weak man. Vice versa, though, that's, that's vice versa. Because in my experience, I had heard God tell me I would never. They get mad at their wife, or they get mad at. At their girlfriend because you know she had an attitude. They only got too much attitude. They would never do that. Um, I never date another black woman because of attitude. Listen, that they pursue white females to be easy. And for me, that's the size of a weak man. Like you just want something easy. I mean, like, okay, yeah, people want easier the, the, the road to be easy, but who who wants an easy woman? And first of all. I don't know who they are because women don't speak to men like that. A true man, they don't speak like that. They don't curse them out and talk to them crazy. If you don't allow that, if you accept it, then she going to do that. Is that what you see when you see uh, Kaisha, a, a, a black man with a white woman, a weak dude? I agree with him for the most part, but there are... You know, times when you only around white women. So, like, if my son, I moved him to a white area and he had a white girlfriend, I can't be mad at him for having a white girlfriend. Like, I would want him to have a black girlfriend first because I think there's enough strong women that you've seen in your life that that's what you should be attracted to. That's just my personal opinion. If that's the case with guys, I don't know. But... Yeah, I, I won't be mad. I won't be mad if I understand the situation that I provided. Yeah. But on initial first look at to me, nah, yeah. that's not what I'm going for. Yeah. But my daughter had a white guy, and because how situation has changed now, so when I grew up, it was more open racism, right? Right. So now, because of the way we're growing up now, where it's a lot of kids that parents are our age and we interact a lot easier now so it's a lot different whereas the racism is not as forthcoming or forefront as far as you know people feel as though you know um they do have black friends and that they can should consider true friends or you do have a friend that's white that you consider a true friend so now they don't really mind so much the racial thing that they got going on they don't mind as much so you know i'm not as concerned as my child being you know going to her boyfriend's house and he being white and he looking at her and looking down on her so you know it's a, it's a little they different call, they calling her up. the n-word <laughs> yeah it's a little different than what i grew up so i can't base my child's life on the way i grew up but for me personally it's just not nothing that I would do. I'm just not attracted. Now, is it just white and black, or is this black all together? Like, what if it's a black, Spanish, or other races besides white? Is that okay? Well, for me, no. So, so for me, right, I got a cultural thing. 
I don't really try to get to learn a lot of different cultures, or I don't want to mix with nobody that don't mix with me. So we're both we're both black, and she wants African or Jamaican or whatever the case is. I don't. It all depends on how it mesh. If it don't mesh, if it don't mesh well, it ain't gonna go well. So if, you, if we got a, like a big cultural clash, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to happen to get into all of this. Nah, I ain't doing none of that. I ain't trying to make me, I ain't trying to change who I am or, or the things I believe in. We need to do that. And what about you, Kaisha? Because I don't really, it's the same with me looking at a white guy saying, okay. oh man, he's fine or he can get it. I don't, I look at black men like that. Maybe a Spanish guy, maybe I'm not in that environment right now, but when I was younger, I thought Spanish guys were attractive. But, Asian, I would never, yeah. Some people, I just don't, I'm not attracted to them. And that's the first step in building anything, right? You have to be physically attracted. Okay. I mean, uh, that makes sense. Any other questions? Jack? Uh, no, I was asking if they had any other questions for you guys on the interracial date, and we were just started talking about this, really. Oh, yeah. So, for me, I think it, I think Spanish women are, are very attractive, right? But when they start coming, anything that does anything to do with anything different than what I know, come on. <laughs> now, you, now, you said something on Monday about Michael Jordan, right? Who got the white or Cuban girl now. And you said because he... Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, what were you saying? I'm going to tell you what I said. I'm going to tell you what I said about Michael Jordan because of the statement that he said. He said Michael... How how do you perceive Michael Jordan that he has a white his his wife is white. Cuban. And I said, nah, she's not white. She's Cuban. But so when I look at a lot of these celebrity men, right, that got all this money or whatever the situation is, and they didn't go go up into that and they wound up flocking to a white woman and put her on a pedestal and I'm like, you know what, you couldn't share some of that with with your uh, black woman or whatever the case is, right? So he says to the woman, and having a white girlfriend. I said, first of all, his girlfriend is not white. She's Cuban. That's the first thing. And she might have been a white girl. And she's one of the uh, women that we want to talk about. He did white. So he, so he shared his good fortune with us. With another black woman. His kids is Bob Black. So he, so he, he made a way for her because she was with him. So he, you know, he did his job. I ain't mad at him. Okay. Um, I ain't mad at him at all. <laughs> and I agree with that part. Um, so Kaisha, when you see a, a black woman like, let's say, Serena Williams with a white guy, how, how do you feel about that? It's not for me. <laughs> That's all I have. That's to all you got to say, right? If that makes you happy. Okay. okay. It's, it's, it's not for me. Oh, yeah. Like, I do have to tell you, like, yeah. Like, when I see a black dude, like, if I'm out and a black dude and he has a white girl, like, don't look at me. Don't be checking for me because you got what you want on your arm. Okay. So it, it was, I'm not I'm not the only nice-looking black chick out here. It's more of a, <laughs> you got that. So don't, don't, so don't be looking at me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm with her. I, I, so I, I don't feel a certain like. So if that's what you like, right? 
I don't, you're not, not my friend because that's what you like, or I'm knocking you because that's what you like. I can care less. I don't knock you, especially after I figure out the situation on why your situation is that way. Oh, but off an initial look, that's what I, I, I feel how I feel, but I don't, I ain't mad at you or you ain't not my friend anymore. Anymore. And, you know, I have a, like, it's my man. I love him like a little brother. And he engaged to a white woman that's actually beautiful. And she's super cool. So, you know, I don't have an issue as far as that. It just ain't for me. So, um. I like you, Mike. <laughs> what? What do you mean, I like you? <laughs> okay, Mike. Okay, Mike. But, 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 but being that we asking questions, Mike, won't you tell us how you felt about it being that that was your situation? Like, you know what I'm saying? I like, did, that I, was your true situation. First of all, I already talked about it before I came on here. But I'll repeat. Well, I ain't here. All right. <laughs> but I will repeat that after, I mean, during the situation, I learned that it wasn't for me because culturally there wasn't enough similarities. So after the situation, like I told you on Monday, I wouldn't go that way anymore. Now, like you said about other people, you know, I've had plenty of black women before her and my daughter's mother is black. So what like I just like start hating the white girl. But after trying it, no, it's not for me anymore. So but it's more because of the cultural differences that that, that I saw in that way. I'm not saying like yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. It's, I just think you know, most people just like what they know. Right. What they're comfortable with. Right. right. Yeah. Which is why you don't see interracial couples as much as you see black couples, you know, white couples. Because you, you attracted to what you're familiar with. Right. For I the mean, most part, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. Oh. So, so speaking of interracial, so... So Jazz, so so in Kaisha, this girl, um, Sin Santana, y'all might not know who she is, but she's Joe a Button's ex. She, she she's Joe Button's ex girlfriend, right? Spanish girl. So she said a couple years ago that black men are they, they cater to Spanish women and they are uh, they prefer Spanish girls over 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 black girls. I guess these days. How do y'all feel about that? What would me believe that? How did she know that? I mean, I, I, I guess because she's, she was Joe Bunnish. I mean, I, well, she said this a couple of years ago. I, I mean, I, I don't know. But she, what, I, what I, happened? Her personal life? I don't know. She Well, what happened was when she said I mean, it, she got backlash, and then she re, retracted her statement and basically said that, you know, this is what I've been told as I was growing up. As a light-skinned woman, like, you see, like, guys looking to talk to me, and I feel like it's because of my light skin and my long hair. And then that's a whole other story with the yeah. women. A lot of that, too, is, 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 is society. And what we've yeah. been taught, we always been taught, to, like, your daughters, they play with black, I mean, they play with white doll babies. So we always taught that that's, that's it. So when you white it's is better, better. white is yeah. white. So you always taught that. So anything that looks on the lighter spectrum, you believe it though. You holding on to something because we're not taught about our black women. We're not taught about who we are. So we start identifying 
with that as you get older and you old. I'm like when I was younger, my dad used to talk like, "What's up with that old girl over there?" I'm like, "Nah, man, she too dark. She she too dark." And y'all know that my wife is, is super dark. But my thing is, I understand it now because when you was growing up, you just think you know. Most people they even want to be dark skin. You want to be light skin. Light skinned people get treated better. Light skinned people look better. White is right. So this is what you start believing in your life. Right. So when that, you see that, you're attracted to it. And that all goes back to slavery, right? And discrimination and Jim Crow and all that good stuff. So so we all grew up at where um a lot of guys like what they what they like trying to go after a lot of Spanish girls or they like Spanish girls, stuff like that? It wasn't no, it was, so where I grew up at, right? Yeah. It really wasn't no Spanish people. Oh, okay, okay. When I grew up, when I grew up, predominantly black. I remember two white boys, Johnny and Eddie, that used to go through the backyard and like creep around because they really didn't get picked on because they were the only white people in the area. So it wasn't no whites. The Spanish was on the opposite, was, was, was on the other side. So in my immediate neighborhood, the only Spanish was the ones that owned the actual store. Yeah. They didn't live there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. I mean, uh, we appreciate y'all coming on. We're about to wrap this up, though, a little bit. All right. All right, guys. All right. Have a good night. All right. Good night, Kaisha. All right, fellas. All right. Night. Good night. See you tomorrow. All right, later. All right, yeah. So that was uh, Jazz's take. Jazz and Kaisha, shouts out to Kaisha for coming on too, and uh, and Jazz's take on the uh, interracial uh, dating aspect. Um, and I, and I, they covered a lot of stuff. And, and one of my questions was going to be, what do you see as certain challenges? And they were talking about um, it might be a little easier these days because uh, I guess he was saying racism isn't so. Uh, prevalent as it was in his day with uh, going to a white woman's house, let's say, for Thanksgiving dinner. Or or looking like Emmett Till, right? Right, or something like that. Do you, who interracially dates... Um, and has been the minority in predominantly white institutions. Right. So at this point, do you find it... Do you get any kind of butterflies or nerves if you were to go to that white girl's house let's say for Thanksgiving dinner or anything like that I mean I've been doing this for decades now so not really okay and again since I was being you know raised in these institutions with mostly white people I again it had to do with what John was talking about it has nothing to do with really race or skin tone it has to do with you know energy your open-mindedness because right. we have plenty of people in our community who are closed-minded as well. So what happens is that if you, the girl you like is cool, but her family's energy is not all right? Well, again, as you know with Josh at this time, that's really not going to get there anyway, so I'm not really worried about that. Okay. And again, I've already done it in the past multiple times, so it's really, to me, not a big deal. How about you? Um, my take is this. If I'm dating someone of another race, and it comes to a point where her family may not be in agreement. Right. Um, this is what I guess this is my Josh test. If she well, is Josh doesn't test though. Well, my Josh. Well, I, I guess I would put it in a sense of like 
uh, the flag, the red flag alert. Mm. Okay. And red flag alert. So basically, this alert. is the test of the, towards the red flag alert hashtag. Um, <laughs> if we go to a family, a family event, particularly her family, and let's say her family may say a comment, or they may try to bring us down or whatever, and if she doesn't say anything in defiance of that or defend me, then it's cool. That's the last day. We'll. That's the last day <laughs> that right. will be an item. Right. We don't have to talk anymore after that. But if you, if I see that you're in defiance of what they're saying and you're fighting for me, and you don't, and I see that you're in agreement of what we have, and this is what you want, then I'm gonna rock with you, even though your family not being in agreement of what we're doing. But you obviously want something to do with me. Mm-hmm. So I want somebody that's gonna fight for me because at the end of the day, if I do, if we do prolong this relationship and we do have kids i need you to be my backbone when i'm not there and my kid and my kids are having these issues with people who may not be in agreement with what we did i know that you are going to say something to combat that and i will feel more confident if you're doing that and you're more accepting to that but if not that's it i'm out what was that omorian song i don't care <laughs> if i don't care what well, i don't know but that that hit he did in the summer it's just that I'm out. I'm cool. Okay. Um, and I could definitely see that too. Now, how about if she does um, fight for you? So you, you would her. That's your girl. Right. But you still know her family's racist. Right. So that means you just don't go back over there. Do you keep trying to open her eyes? Or do you just like, yo, you know, that's your family now? No. Because at the end of the day, um, if her family is not in agreement of what we're doing, but I see that she wholeheartedly is on my side, we're creating our own family. Okay. We're creating our own journey. If your family is not supportive of what we're doing, then we start our own family. We, gotcha. we don't have to go off of what they're doing and, and prolong their ignorance. We can be a new step of something that can be really, really great. And I think when you do things like that, a lot of greatness and better comes as far as as far as the future as opposed to worrying about the past of where they have this singular way of thinking so speaking of Kaisha right and, and and her take which is very strong what she feels about a black man with a white woman or another race and stuff right. like that so saying there's a lot of women who, who feel this way um, do you guys feel I guess any pressure from the black woman or black culture? To end up with a black woman. Well, again, I've, I feel like I'm numb to that by now because yeah, it's I mean, been happening hard, yeah. my entire life. Thirty years old now. Yeah. But most likely, I probably will end up with a black girl. But you know, I like to experiment. I like to do things outside of my comfort zone, and I'm right. open to any experience. So I'm I'm just gonna go with energy because, to your point, you know how much Josh loves his logic, and that type to me, that type of philosophy is filled with fallacies. Because what if someone who's terrible for you? But oh, she's black. You better marry her. That's outrageous. That doesn't even to me. That is that does not compute. I'm I'm not even going to entertain such notions like that. It's ridiculous. Okay, how about you? Like, uh, like I said, do you feel any kind of proper pressure because they might look at you sideways or differently if you walk around with this white or Spanish or Latina <laughs> or whatever woman, like from the black culture? I'm saying. No, because at the end of the day, if I am that confident to have you on my arm and to be seen with you and we choose to have this union between two parties, I I don't think what somebody else 
thinks of me really matters because they don't really know what we're dealing with. And if I have the confidence to be with this particular person, there's a reason for that. And if it does, if I do end up with uh, someone who's outside of my race, mm-hmm. um, that's the choice that I make. And I know it's the right choice because I'm not just going to just be with anyone in that sense. So I don't think somebody who's going to talk down to me just because this person may not be black is going to really affect me because at the end of the day, once I make that decision, I know it's the best decision for me and not you. Right. So you don't feel like you'll be offended in any way if no. you're out with her or someone. I mean, people who are bold might even mm-hmm. say something to you. Like, I can't believe you got a white girl, bro. Like, well, thing. But here's the thing. Is this not what Martin Luther King fought for? Equality. He fought for, yes, exactly. I mean, he, they, they, I mean, it's funny because I always say that, right? We fought to integrate the schools. What do you think was going to happen? Thank we you. Did. So I always say that it's like the logic you're talking about, right? So, and know, I think uh, with uh, Jazz's point, um, where he it's not for him. It's he clearly said it. It's based off of his experiences when he grow when he was growing up. There was no other color than black. Well, I mean that's for him, but I think there are people who who have had other colors but still just prefer black. I think that's just a personal experience for him. But, but. And that may uh, contribute to their upbringing where their family may have been, uh, who may have gone through those particular eras like the Jim Crow and all that, and they have like a strong foundation where they instill that in their kids. Can I you see it that. from that point? Yes, definitely, 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My parents were alive during that time. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I was telling a story, I don't know if you heard it or not, but with the barbershop the other day, I have a friend. He's been with a white girl for almost 10 years now. Right. And um, he was at an event, and um, he was talking to an older black gentleman uh, right. for a little while, and the guy was liking him and stuff like that. And then the guy, I guess, seen her coming or, or realized that was his girlfriend or his woman. Mm-hmm. So the older black gentleman said to my friend, my black friend, um, that uh, he said, uh, you know, oh, is that your lady? And the guy said, uh, and my boy said, yeah, you know, it's, it's my girl, whatever like that. And the guy kind of looked at him with disdain. Like, yeah, I thought she was down for the cause. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And this, this is a true story. This is happened not so long ago. And automatically, that embrace they were having as two black men, and they were like, and the, and the older guy was like, you know, cool with him, and like, you know, I kind of like what you're doing, mm-hmm. automatically, like, went away. Because, like, you want a white girl. You're obviously not down for, you know, whatever. The movement. The movement, the cause. And I guess, you know, and he brushed it off. It didn't really bother him. But I guess when it comes to, like Jazz was saying, stuff like your kids or or, or people in your lives that you're close to, I guess sometimes, you know, you can't really shield them from everything, but you feel bad that one of their choices might have them go through that type of thing in life, which, you know, which would suck a little bit, depending on how strong of a backbone, you know, that they have. But ultimately, I guess it's, you know, your choice. Yeah, I, I really do think, you know, your experiences and your upbringing definitely plays a part in who you choose to date and uh, eventually marry, just based off of just what you see. Like, like this is completely off topic, but kind of goes in with the interracial thing, like with Lil Wayne, where um, he had backlash of saying, like, there was – a couple of years ago saying like he never had like a black officer on his side when he was growing up in New Orleans. And then there was a time where he shot himself and uh, there was a, a black officer stood over 
over him and tried to arrest him. And there was a white officer that come that came in and said, "What are you doing? This this is a kid. He got shot. We need to take him to the hospital." And that 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 particular experience gave Lil Wayne like the idea, like, "Listen, I never had no bad experience with white people, and then I had my own kind." Look at me! I was look at me like as if I was trash, and here this person who's the opposite of me and not the same color as me treat me better than what my own kind did. Of course, it's going to leave an, a lasting effect to where you're not going to really see this color agenda because of what you saw. In comparison to somebody who may have had horrible experiences with the opposite color and better experiences with the same color, where as you grow up, you're going to in a sense, be guided into that direction of where, like, I don't really want to deal with that. I think it's definitely a part of it. I think Josh's point is also a good part of it. Like, sometimes you go away from your neighborhood, whether it's to school or to events, and you see things. Even for me, you know, I grew up in the heart of Trenton, but I spent a lot of time um, in Princeton and different. I sing, I sung in choirs and things like that. Wait, you sing? I, I do. I'm, I sing very well, but you, can, you don't hear that 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 tone. However, Mike. are you like a tenor? Like, what, what's going on here? Why are we talking about my singer right now? Um, okay, I had, I had a, a thought that you were because of the voice, but yeah. I was like, yes. So, with that being Wait, said, do you sing opera? I have I've sung classical music, but I've also sung uh, gospel music. I was actually taught to sing classical music first, then gospel music. I mean, since we do have the professional mics, could we get like a hot sixteen, please? Nah. But <laughs> not right now. It's been late. My voice messed up. Mister, still your girl. Now you sing too. Okay, but, so you serenade too. So you know I played the piano, right? Hey, oh, now you're interested. I sorry, I need a demo first. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get something together, Josh. For real, for real. But nevertheless, with that being said, right. Um, I was um, spending time learning classical music uh, with my directors in Princeton. I spent summers at the American Boy Choir School in Princeton. I went to Westminster Choir College in Princeton, spent summers there. Oh, the writer know, one. Yes, perfecting my craft and stuff like that. So. I actually studied English there. It was an advanced English course. Wow, okay. At Westminster. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> so, you never actually, know. And the chick that Jazz met, the chick from London, she okay. went to Westminster University. It was interesting. Wow. Right. Um and and also, uh, you know, me, me being diverse and, and, and always trying to, you know, learn. also spent summers at, uh, you went to Petty, but at the Hunt School, I used to go there and spend summers to, to just for studying um, educational purposes and stuff like that. So, so but, w- hold on. With that being said, I spent a lot of time around other races and other cultures, even though I live right in the heart of Trenton. So then you start to see that and you can definitely, like you said, start to, you know, want to explore that. Right. So I can definitely see that happening. Go ahead, Josh. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for a different time. Okay. <laughs> Josh is so intrigued by my life all of a sudden, but it's okay. But um, So that's, that's interracial dating. Shouts out again to Jazz and Kaisha. Good feedback from them. We're going to move right forward along. Um, I'm going to do one more dating thing before we move it forward. So um, I just going to keep it all going. So titles, right? Titles are, are uh, in relationships, uh, you know, are crazy. So what what happens a lot is that you start dating a person, you're dating for a little bit, and at some point, one person wants to move forward, one person is not ready a lot of times. Same page it happens, but it's really very rare, right? But I would say most of the time, it's usually the women who... I'll, yeah, of course Josh would say that, but yes, most of the time, it is... Or, or is that factually incorrect? Most of the time, it's the women who are 
looking for clarity, I would say. And or validation would be the more accurate term. Yeah. <laughs> and one I, I'm sorry. Titles are literally social validation. Okay. Okay. Like one on one. All right. So, well, I did say this. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna skip number one. I said our titles more important to men or women. Apparently, we already answered that. So they're more important to women. Oh, so you actually agree with Josh this time? I, I said <laughs> I, I wrote a question. You answered it before I was saying. <laughs> but you didn't respond, huh? You didn't respond. I think honestly, I think it can be equally important, Josh. I, I think that. Um, well, I know that, but I'm talking about majority of the time. I mean, if we were to do a poll, I think women would outbeat out men, right? But you, what's the question? Uh, the question is, are titles more important to men or women? So I feel like that's relevant stats, no? Women, okay? Uh, there we go. Hey, the real McCoy being coy, okay. All right, so <laughs> why is that? Let's start with that. Why, John, why are titles more important to women than men? Um, I, mean, I just think it's, uh, one, one, I think it's an emotional thing, um, and also just to, cons- I feel like women just want to confirm that this is something. Like, are we doing something or not? And it gives them that idea or the presentation, like I'm not like wasting my time and this is somebody that I can eventually build more with. And I think that idea of having a title does a lot for them mm-hmm. um, in regards to bragging rights, uh, claiming um you know hashtags and <laughs> the social media thing and right? i would even say jurisdiction in the relationship right so that's why you think it's more important for jurisdiction well here's the thing i would say the majority of girls if they put the cables on guys put the clamps on them and give them the ultimatum which we've all seen mm-hmm. anecdotally and also vicariously right mm-hmm so the majority of the time, that's how they get their relationships. They give an ultimatum. Because let's be honest, most guys don't want to get married. But if the girl that you love is like putting the cables on you, like, okay, it's time for me to get married, you're going to acquiesce. You're going to get married. You're going to be committed. You're going to cut off all the side chicks just so you can keep this girl in your life, even though it may not be the right time to make that decision. That's why I feel like personally that's dangerous because that's how people end up with the wrong people. And... That's how lives get split and messed up. So I feel like in the beginning or stages of relationships, maybe first couple months or whatever, this uh, the title thing is like a game that we're playing, right? So women spend most of the time trying to get the title while men spend most of the time trying to avoid the title, right? Facts. And women want to get the title because they feel like once they get that clarity, as you were saying, um, they feel like, uh, um, he's mine. You know, I'm um, I'm in control, not control of the relationship, but uh, yes, you are correct. <laughs> but that you know, he he, he he has claimed me, as you were saying, right? Right. And that we are one. I think men try to avoid the title for for a lot of time because they feel like once they get the title, that they are kind of stuck, quote unquote, in the situation, and then any wrongdoing or 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 um other outside energy that they may have wanted to explore. Backlash is right. going to come running through the door. Right. Why you did this? Who is that? Right. And all this other. Where without the title, you really the women have no leg to stand on, really. Right. Because if God can always say, you're not even my girl, bro. Like, right. And I actually had this conversation with a girl in that situation. She's like, I know, I'm no, I know I'm not your girl, but, but everything you said is invalid because you're not my girl. Right. So you can say it all you want, but actually you're just explaining as to why you're not my girl. Because, you, again, you can't even handle this now. 
So I'm not sure if you guys know or saw, but on my, I have a, on my Instagram, I have a closed friend list for people who can actually handle adult topics. Okay. Because my younger cousins do follow me on social media. Certain things are not appropriate for them. So that's why I have that close friends that both of you guys are on. Okay. And then as you saw, or may not have seen, on one of the posts, I, th- I sent a, a post about uh, snuggling weather. Okay. And I invited any girl to shoot their shot. That I mean, that's what the meme said. I kind of had fun with it. Right. But the on- literally the only girl who was begging for exclusivity got exclusivity and then was upset about that. Wow. Right. So again, this is, again, this is a pattern where Josh, Josh usually acquiesced and she's also black by the way, and okay. she's in med school. However, she's just not emotionally stable for me because she's giving, I'm giving her things that she hasn't deserved. And then she's illustrating that she doesn't deserve them and hadn't earned them, but I'm doing it because I like her and she's also black. Black girls usually have a, a special spot my heart my mom's black so they're going to be able to get away with things that other races won't right i agree with that so um so of course this is happens like you said you know whether anecdotally or whether vicariously so it had to happen to you where you were dating a girl you weren't ready mm-hmm. let's start with that and she was like yo what, what are we doing at this time of course so what did you do <laughs> I caved in. <laughs> no, it's facts. Thank you, Banks. That's facts, though, yeah. because if right. you like because the girl, if you, you do that. if you honestly like are digging the girl and you don't want her to go, you're gonna try to make the best of it. But at the end of the day, when it doesn't work, it's just like you know, like I told you so. Like <laughs> I, I just facts. don't understand the point of. I mean, I I get it from a woman's eyes. You just right. want you want that validation, right? But sometimes. I just feel like you don't have to rush so many things. Like what somebody else may look at you or another person's opinion, because I feel like that's a big thing when it comes to right. women, what people, how people view your situation. Okay. And that backlash of like, oh, she's doing this or whatever, whatever can definitely uh, be a, a moment that you may not agree with or whatever. But I, I've done that. And most of the time when I've done it, it's not always the greatest situation because it's been rushed right i think it's natural if you really weren't ready then if you caved then it might not end well because you really weren't ready from right. the beginning and it's likely it won't um but i, I can see where you like you said you really like her mm-hmm. that pressure or listen pressure is a motherfucker right, right. <laughs> and it will definitely you know sometimes get us to cave um i want to have you cave though in that situation Oh yeah, plenty of times. Really? I mean, that's that's how you learn. That's how you get in these positions. They won't ever cave again, then. Well, again, I won't cave because it won't be caving. It'll be my choice to enter that relationship, which is what it should be. Right. I mean, if you want it to last, of course. Some girls just want the title just to have the title. After all, it is cuffing season, fellas. Cuffing season, cold outside. You know, big facts. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in situations before, of course, myself. I have caved before, but I've also been able to kind of like skirt around it before too. Where I'm just like, you know, well, why we need a title right now? We having a good time, or you know, just not ready for that and whatnot. So all depends on the girl you do. But summer, you're right. We'll put that super pressure on you. Like, listen, where we're going, all the way up to like you said, marriage before, right? Mm. So true story. Right now, my my cousin's been with this girl for seven years, mm. and uh, she recently said, "What are we doing? Like, are you gonna marry me or no?" And that's how they put the cables on you. Again, <laughs> this has been happening for how long? 
literally millennia. Yeah. I mean, come on. So he was like, I'm not ready. And she said, it's been seven years. What do you mean you're not ready? What are we doing? What's and up? see, that right there is a red flag for Josh. Right. So um, at the end of the day, they want to break it up. Like he left him to his mother's house. He was like, I won't be pressured to marry you if I'm not ready. And she felt like, I'm wasting my youth with you if you're never gonna, ever going to be ready. Which is factually correct, which is why I, for me personally, I give the disclaimer, I'm not looking for a relationship because some girls will honestly feel that way. And that's accurate because their prime is before our prime. Right. So it is accurate. But at the end of the day, I guess. Right. That timetable's coming up once you hit that 34, 35 and you want to have some kids. Right. But see, that's why what you brought up is very relevant because that's why that affects them more because it's actually accurate with uh, essentially like an hourglass. Mm -hmm. Your time is literally running out. Right. As opposed to us, our time is just beginning because once a guy hits, what, 35, 40, prime of his life. But just because your hourglass is running out, don't mean you should rush into something that the guy's not really ready for because you want to pressure him because of your situation. Right, but I think we can tell that a lot of girls have already grown up with that storybook ending, and yes. they really just want a guy to fill that role. Right. And then not only does he does that, he does he do that, but he also gets your family off your back. So it's really a win-win for them, but you know, just a temporary win for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> And and I think sometimes, you know, I, I think it's weird because, like, to me, if you got to pressure a guy to become your boyfriend. Thank you. <laughs> and give him ultimatums. Right. Right? Then why would we be with him in the first place? Like, he's not he, – obviously, he either, he's either not ready for that or mm -hmm. the movie I told you guys to watch, he's just not that into you in the first mm -hmm. place, which is a great rom-com <laughs> <No, laughs> that, that I love. However – Every single story in that movie is relatable. And it basically is at the end of the day where sometimes women look for um, reasons why a guy is not ready to be my boyfriend. But get eight weeks, ten weeks, I don't understand. He's just not that into you. And I see that with a lot of girls, probably because of these rom-coms and reality TV shows that are ruining the brains. Hashtags. Yeah, right. <laughs> but at the end Relationship of the day. Relationship goals. <laughs> thank you, right? So it's unrealistic expectations. Right. Like, like what are you doing? Right, because oppositely speaking, because it does happen with men too, where like, yo, I really want her. I got a friend right now who's happening too, but I really want to be with her, and I'm going to come at her next week like, yo, we're going to be together or what? We've been dating like for a couple months and stuff like that. Um, so, but, so again, even in that situation, I think that guy in that situation is looking for the validation. He is, yeah. If right. you're clamoring for someone to be with you who doesn't want to be with you, why are you wasting your time? I think an interesting point that I watched uh, on The Breakfast Club today where uh, it was Angela, Angela Simmons, uh, JoJo, oh, yeah, and um, Vanessa. And I watched part of it. That I guess they were promoting that show, Growing Up Hip Hop. And I guess I didn't even know this because I don't, I don't watch the show, but I was watching the interview and I think this is a great point, that they asked Angela about Romeo, right. which they basically grew up together, and um, how, did it, how did it feel to be like growing up with money and like having access and all that. And Romeo had a thing for Angela. Right. And basically they were going off the point of where Romeo was like positioning his point of where like, I'll do anything for you if you need somebody to talk to, I'm there for you. And then when it came to a point of like him expressing his feelings to Angela, 
Angela was was not really into him. And Angela actually set it up, set up a double date with her and a, a friend for Romeo, and Romeo never showed up. And Romeo went on the show, and I don't know exactly what he said, but he said something that was basically demoralizing or bringing down Angela. And Jojo, which is the brother of Angela and Vanessa, uh, got offended because, like, how are you going to say, like, you're going to be there for my sister and all this, and the minute that she's not really that into you, you go in the opposite direction and saying, like, all right, ain't going to basically talk down on her name when the other day she was like, you would do anything for her, but when, but once you didn't get what you wanted, every all hell go breaks loose. Well, yeah, he went through the friend zone, which is a terrible way to go. Terrible right. way to go, and he felt like if I stay in the friend zone long enough, I'll eventually yeah. get to a relationship. And, and we all understand that, but of you course. know, it's media, so they got to sensationalize. Exactly, yeah, and quote unquote, Angela is very bad. Oh yeah, oh, big my fact. gosh, very, very, very bad. Yeah, and I kind of feel for Romeo Wait, because seven? yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of feel for him, but I guess the, the, no, 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 no. But just like Angela seems like a great person, like, yeah. like judging from her family and what she's done. And um, and are you saying she was bad then or bad now? She's she's definitely bad. I don't know. Well, I mean, I get yeah, definitely now as a woman. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, at, at, judging from Josh's expressions, looking over her page. Yes, she's very bad. But. I think when you, once you get caught up in that particular that friend zone, you're kind of hurting yourself because oh, you've yeah. been. You, they, she knows you as a friend, right? And a lot of women are not going to want to jump out of that because they want you to be their friend. It, it's it's a, it, it depends on the picture, Josh. But uh, no, <laughs> wow, not at all. Okay, I personally know chicks who dated Romeo, little Romeo, right? Right. Yeah. Growing up in Southern California, all that money, and you gonna trip over her? It's not all about the looks, bro. And California is definitely all about the looks. In their world, it's certainly all about the looks. I don't know. I think I think J Cole smashed too actually back in the day. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure because uh, because he got into a fight with um either either JoJo or, or the other brother. Or one oh, one brother, okay. Like at one point. But this was years ago because he, he rapped about it too or whatever. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He right. did. Yeah, he said something about. But he was saying about he said Rev's. He said I had Rev's daughter. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It was a tough bar. Yeah, <laughs> but it was real tough. So uh, when he was in college, because you know Jay Cole went to college and everything. So right. anyway, um, yeah, um, that friend zone is bad. Once you're in the friend zone, to me, it's like you're never getting out. Like it's just like it's a, it's a tough place to be. But to like you said about even my friend or whatever like that, he feels like. If I keep putting the pressure and keep letting her know who I am and what I can do for her, eventually she'll be my woman. Right. His philosophy is that I'm gonna keep applying the pressure, and she's gonna say it eventually. I think that's uh, that's the fallacy and I, asinine. Yeah, yeah, as ten, as eleven, yeah. as all that because I've done that as well, and it's a terrible way to go. It's the same way as a girl pressuring you. You don't want to get pressured into doing something, right? And when you ask someone, it should be intuitive for both of you. Well, to be like, I don't want to say he feels yes. like he's going to see saying every day, I want you to be much my girl. But he feels like the pressure is his actions, I guess. So, And we all know that guys are ruled by their actions and girls are ruled by emotions and the words. Right. So when guys do those actions, it puts twice as much pressure on girls. So whoever, if he's listening, please don't do that. <laughs> if you want her, don't do that. 
In fact, I would actually break up with her now and start dating other people if you want her to want you the same way that you want her. If we're being completely factual, Miguel, you let me know if I'm tripping. I actually agree with that. Um, this is my man. Uh, I ain't gonna say his name, but he, I, I felt he was a guy. I think he was the guy that he took on a horse of carriage date for the first date and whatnot. Horse of carriage ride. And wow, that's uh, yeah, outrageous. And we're months later, right? Because this was like for our first show, and he still hasn't smashed, and he's still not in a relationship with the girl. The same girl, why not? I think we should invite him on Poetic Charm and give him advice. <laughs> we might be right. Um, but yeah, that it, it, as simple as that uh, with the titles. So be careful with everybody like just trying to get a title, I will say, because sometimes they don't give it to you because they don't want to give it to you. Or also, it's not they just might, might not be ready yet. So, so moving forward, we we're talking about um, past relationships before. This is something that John came up. Uh, with and it was can you date an ex or someone from your past Josh I mean I feel like because of your anecdotal prowess I think it's time for story time with Miguel (laughs) (laughs) um so I guess guess I'm answering the question (laughs) obviously um yes I can date an ex or someone from my past um and not only that I have dated exes of people from my past and not only that <laughs> um see he's see he's acting coy now right you see that right but <laughs> myself personally i don't unlike uh somebody else to my uh to my right here i i keep good relationships with people from my past <laughs> because <laughs> i'm very um i try to be honest forthcoming um and, and they didn't really like me as a person uh before as a uh, as a lover, I guess. So, even when we break up or something goes wrong, they still will contact me, ask me my opinions. Um, actually, just tonight, asked me about Queen of Slam, my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Ashley was at the movies. She said, "What do you think?" I'll let you know when I leave or whatever this and that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and um, so 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 I don't I don't have a problem, you know, with that. Keep a type of friendship. So. When you keep the type of friendship, you know, sometimes those feelings you had before start to come back into play. Okay. And because you didn't uh, sometimes do anything wrong, you wound up, you know, uh, getting back together or you wound up either seeing them or, or, or something's happening, especially, you know, when the relationship was good. So, so for me, I would say, yeah. But the second question, Josh, is... <laughs> <laughs> What if they hurt you in the past? Okay. So that's where I draw the line. Because if you fuck me over, then you know me. Ooh, I pen- felt that. Petty Pendergrass. Petty Pendergrass. I so- felt that tone. You heard that <laughs> voice right there? Mess me over. Yeah. Ruben stuttered in the building. Yeah. You know, if you fuck me over, then Damn. I ain't really trying to fuck Eesh. with you no more in general. So then the weekend heartless. <laughs> that's a good song, guy. <laughs> not bad. No, but, the wordplay on that's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? So you heard it? No, I have not. Okay, oh I saw. I saw the you know the the uh, ads on title. Oh, okay, and, okay, okay. And all it's, that is definitely one of those those joints. Like if you've been heartless or in pain or whatever it is, it's it's that anthem. Or jaded. Yeah, yeah, a little jaded, yeah, jaded Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I haven't heard it. <laughs> and other jaded gentlemen have. How about that? 
<laughs> but the thing is, I'm not really a an R and B type of guy. That's not really who I am. Okay. Yes. Well, I, again, I put the weekend in that category personally. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like sub tempo. Yeah, it's more weekend it's style. More, yeah. But um, so what you did? Some, what you did to X? How about you tell me that? What I did to X? Well, similar to John, usually my X's are they stay in that category. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just break one thing. Mm-hmm. I will also add because <laughs> I started talking about other stuff. Also. When you're thinking about dating the ex, some of those previous sexual experiences come into your mind. Those are the only thing that come into mind. Right. Well, for you. So, <laughs> like that. So, well, here's the thing. If, no, I, again, if I love a girl and all that, but she was trash in the sack, what's the point of getting back with her? Right. So, I got an ex um, right now <laughs> who was. Incredible. I used to call her, I used to nickname her uh, Wonder Woman. That one, I think I told you about that. Called her Diana Prince or whatever like that. She used to do some things. I said, that's, I said, that's an entire experience. I told her, like, it's just ridiculous or whatnot. So, uh, her, I would definitely get back with at a drop of a dime. Well, again, we have girls like that. Yeah. For sure. But for me, they're not exes, which is fantastic. Right. So, <laughs> I will say that. But continue. What if they hurt you in the past? If they hurt me, I guess it would depend why we're getting back. So, okay, if they hurt me, let's just, we're doing a realistic timeline here. If they hurt you, they're probably going to be five years out of the, out of your mm-hmm. life, give or take. Let's say that's the average. Right. Now, if you're dating in, let's say, early to mid-20s, so by the time that five years, they're 30. So you dated them in their prime, and now you're going to get them when they're not? When they're on the da- on the decline, that doesn't make any sense. That's not that's not mathematically uh, a great situation, personally. You know what? I just lied on this podcast, and it just hit me when you were talking about the timeline, which I got to clean up something. Actually, oh, and what I should have told the story time with my girl. I actually so in two thousand three, I was dating this 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 girl. And how old were y'all? Uh, I was nineteen. She was eighteen. So we were All pretty right. young. She uh, had went off to college. She went to Temple at the nice. time. Temple? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She, she, parties. Yeah, she was getting... Uh... I mean, can I finish the story? <laughs> so, so, she went off to Temple. <laughs> so, never trust girls. At the time, <laughs> I had my little, my, my, my first truck or whatever. So, you know, she was, a little, she was a little bit my age. But this before, of course, phones had GPS and stuff like that. Where I'm still printing out MapQuest documents to get where I need to go. So I had never uh, really been outside of this area, Mercer County, driving my car. So when she went to Temple, I was, at that time, I was terrified to drive to Philadelphia. I thought it was a big city. I had to map quest these directions, three, three, three pieces of paper to go one place. It was just a lot for and me. You got a parallel park, too? Yeah, that, too. It was just a lot for me. So she asked me to come see her, come see her, come see her. You know, when she first got in there, before she got really going. I certainly hope so, because she ain't going to ask you for long. <laughs> so I, 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 I was a little scared, so I, I didn't Trials go. Trials of a freshman. Trials of a freshman. So, and it's only about a month into it. She hadn't been in that long or whatever like that. I'm curious anyway, now. About a month into it, she called me, and she did cheat on me, as we kind of precluded before I even got to this point or mm-hmm. whatever. She called me, told me to cheat on me. Whatever, some 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 uh, upperclassman dude, whatever. Oh, of course, that's how it always happens. Yeah, and she lived right on Broad Street, right? Ooh, and that's where, where those parties. 
<laughs> right, right. You know what? The uh, dorm party, uh, the, the North Bronx. Yeah, <laughs> the Broad Street Apartments, twelve twenty. Yeah, shout outs to twelve twenty. I had some ties there. Right the there. Days. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we passed like pizza be worn or something. Oh, like? that's yeah. where they used to put the yeah. So, <laughs> okay, back to the building. <laughs> the back stories in here. So, so um. So she cheated on me or whatever like that. And and this is a girl, you know, foreclosure. I love this girl. I ain't going front. Like, I was well, like, yeah, you were 18, of course. Yeah, I was 19. But I think I love this girl, whatever like that. I actually became banks for me. I wrote a poem about her and everything. Like, hey, I was a little. You know, wrong with a little poem. Yeah, it, was, it was a great poem, actually. So, but, but, um. It sounded like just a friend, right? Huh? Fifth. You should have <laughs> Mike, you should have sang it, man. <laughs> Word. You got the Wait, voice. did you sing for her? I never. Oh yeah, I did. I just sang for her. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. It was called "A Love Lost." The poem actually It was a really good poem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really, really hurt by it. This was two thousand three. Right. So when your about, album came out. <laughs> <laughs> so about like uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I want to say two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout that time, when we your was second still, album came out, <laughs> and throughout that time. We were still cool. We did break up, of course. Right. She wound up getting with old boy or whatever like that later on. But anyway, we were still kind of talking sparingly. And right. I got a girlfriend or whatever. Everything was cool. But throughout that time, we were still cool. So years later and whatnot, um, we, I wound up uh, talking to her. And we were kind of talking regularly, right, after years had passed. And she had finished college. She was done by this time. But she was going to stay in Philly. So she asked me to come help her move from the dorm to uh, Germantown. Um, What is the time lapse here? It's just, you know, I I, I can't tell too much because then. I mean, that adds to the context, Miguel. I will say it was more than five years later. More than five? Yes. Interesting. More than five years later. But again, when you start adding too much time period, all my ex listen to my podcast. They're saying, "Well, wait, I can't, I can't do that to myself." But <laughs> sorry, like, you got the MCU over there. He's <laughs> a gigolo. I will say, years later, um, we uh, we we started talking again. Asked me to help her move. I moved, her, helped her move from uh, from there to Germantown. Okay. Um, got up in a new apartment, no furniture. All of a sudden, sparks fly, smash. The glow up. I'm about to say, if you didn't and you helped her move, you was a fool. <laughs> and she had a glow up or whatever. You know, she had a college, got a little first job. She looked good or whatever like that. Blah, blah, blah. The glow up for women is real. Tell yeah. Me. So. I've seen it. Changes lives. We talked about what happened several years ago, and we wound up getting back together. Okay. So, to my point, I got with an ex, and she had hurt me and whatnot. Um, and I wound up being a, you know, like a good little year maybe year relationship or something like that which mm-hmm. was cool um you know at the time we weren't breaking up you know later on obviously obviously and um but 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 that was cool and, I, and actually recently um i seen it at the, uh chinese buffet <laughs> actually recently so you know full circle but i did go somebody who was my ex i mean yeah i did smash someone who was an ex and who had hurt me but just smashing i mean at that point it's it's just a sport Right, but I mean, like I said, I love this girl, and we did get back together. We had a lot of chemistry. Things were things were really, really good. Only problem was that at that point in my life, now I got too much going on, really. So even I got back water. A lot of plates spinning. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, got got too much going on. Now I had to glow up. I went from the shy nineteen year old kid to now I'm like, you know, you went from fifth to sax fifth. <laughs> 
if I old bowl, like super confident level of stuff like that. So now you triple shifting. <laughs> and plus, I got tired of driving to Germantown back and forth too. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a lot, bro. So, um, in fact, Mikhail lives in Germantown with his wife. So really, yeah. okay. But so, uh, uh, so I did. So you, John, if we haven't asked you this yet, would you get with an ex if she hurt you in the past? Um, probably not. Like, go out? Like, relationship? Yeah. Uh, probably not. I don't know, because sequels usually suck. Amen. And while they said it's best, um, the only way I could possibly see any sort of change in that particular idea of going back to somebody in your past is if I see a complete transparent change like a 360 view like right if they were like we were so if we were younger so you're saying it's your past in general or or if they hurt you like or in, or in general you wouldn't go back to some ex you're saying in general no okay. but it, but like if they change like especially if we're like we're younger yeah. especially at that time you know we're young naive yeah. blah 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 but you grew up yeah. I see a change then I, I would revisit it but am I is that something that I'm open to doing no but if the opportunity presents itself and I see it being something that could actually work, I wouldn't be closed mind closed minded towards it. I think outside of the hurting you part, right? I think it's twofold. It depends on why y'all broke up uh-huh. in the first place, and like you said, where are you guys at with your lives right now? Like, right. where the same problems you had plague you, mm-hmm. or what? It, like, um, if y'all broke up because you know. You live too far, but now right. you live as close. Right, that problem's gone. Right, but y'all relationship. You know, it still depends on yeah the, what, the circumstances. The like circum- what, what caused it? Yeah, yeah. What, what what caused it? Um, but Josh knows this. My even my um, recent ex, like right. that was an ex from before, eight years prior, mm-hmm. actually. And yeah, you always have to ask follow up questions with these exes with Mike because he has a whole lot of them. <laughs> Not a whole lot of them, but enough that warrants context. I'm, I'm an old man right now. So, so what? <laughs> I'm not even forty yet. Get not, out of not here. Not even close. But uh, but um, yeah, eight years prior. But but to your point, she had a glow up. She went from being a girl, a young girl, mm-hmm. with no job, ambition, no license, living with people, to owning a house and. Having a great job and a nice car. It was eight years that passed, obviously. Leaving that city girl mindset. Yeah, it, it, it changed everything. And because I didn't see it happen, it's almost like when you see the fat guy two years later who's skinny. It's like, oh, snap. But when you see him lose weight, you only see it as it's happening, right? right? But when you see it the other way, it's that shock. Right, right. You know, that hits you. And that's what, that's what it was for me. So, um, So what did you learn from dating her? Or exes in general? Nothing. I mean, I, I, again, I think it's fine depending on why you broke up and depending on where they are now with their lives. I think sequels are good. I like Terminator 2. I like uh, Creed 2. I think nothing wrong with sequels, honestly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can do better the first time. How about prequels? I think prequels suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in this context, the prequel is the original. So you know. Okay, so the sequel was good, like Phantom, but uh, but but episode one, two, and three was trash. So we we we, we all know that. So, um, to most people, except for my friend Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I never really use your name here, but you like episode one, two, and three. So I'm just like, well, three is solid. That's not you know. Anyway, Revenge of the Sith. Are you kidding me? Okay, so I want to move on 
because it's getting late and we want to keep it moving. 